Amen. Wow, uh, man, I, I feel full already. <laughs> what an amazing night to hear from our brother. Thank you. What a great way to start our evening off together and then to worship together and to, to eat of Jesus together. Um, awesome. It was such a privilege, such an honor to be part of the kingdom of God, part of the family of God. Um, now we're going to move on to um, a recap from the fast. And so what I'm going to try to do is I have uh, I've worked with some of the, the leaders and the home fellowship leaders to put together uh, some of the main ideas that we feel like the Lord is speaking uh, to our church. So let me pray and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to be here uh, as we go over these together. Would you pray with me? Lord God, thank you that you've saved us and you have um, made us your sons and your daughters. Thank you, like Bill said, that you've brought us out of darkness and into light. And thank you for the blessing of your presence in your people. God, thank you for your glory. Thank you for what you're doing in the earth, that you are glorifying yourself through your people so that all men would come to you. Uh, and Jesus, we want to lift you up tonight. And so, Lord, we ask that you would come and lead this time as we reflect and we uh, speak the truth of what you've spoken to us as a church, God, so that you would give us vision uh, for this year to walk out it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, um, so if you have a pad of paper, uh, if you have notes, I would encourage you to get those out. We're going to write these down. Uh, well, so when we fast, we believe that uh, that God wants to come and speak to us. And so when we fasted for three days, we were crying out to him that he would speak to us as a people. And let me tell you, as we have uh, opened up uh, the emails for people to share things that the Lord has said, as we've asked um, you to speak those things, it's very clear this year. <laughs> Uh, the Lord is spoke to us, okay? And so we have some very awesome truth uh, that we want everyone to uh, be able to hear together and move forward together in this year. Um, so what I want to do is start us off with where we were last year. Does anybody remember what the primary theme was for this year as we came out of last year's fast? Does anybody want to just shout it out? Returning to your first love. Awesome. Okay. So, and the verse that we, uh, we retrieved that from was in Revelations 2, verses 4 and 5. Let me read those. Um, but I have this, and he's, uh, this is uh, Jesus speaking to the church at Ephesus, to the Ephesians. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works that you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Right. So last year, we really felt the Lord uh, was in a deep way calling us to return to our love to him and to our love to one another. OK, so that was the primary vision for this year uh, as we fasted this year. Uh, one of the things that was spoken by at least four home groups uh, and two other individuals is that God is calling us this year 
to continue in that work of returning to our first love. Uh, and not just continue, uh, but that, that there was a sense uh, that some of us uh, did not complete that work. That there is still a call uh, on some of the hearts in this room uh, that, that, that God is desiring you to come back to him uh, and, and to make your relationship with him uh, the most important thing, the most valuable thing in your life. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how often God speaks the same thing, but he is very merciful um, and so I think we need to listen to it uh, this year. But beyond that, beyond there being some people that may need to hear that again, I think there was also a sense that we need to continue in this movement towards God uh, and, and back to our first love, that we as a church would never leave that behind, okay? That that was in every generation, every age of Lexington Christian Fellowship, that what we would be known by is that we love Jesus, we love God, and that is most important for us. Uh, there is a verse in Timothy uh, that uh, the Vogel home group uh, pointed out uh, where he says, continue, where Paul is talking to um, uh, Timothy and he says, continue. Uh, that same verse is translated into, or th- that same word is used in John to mean abide. So there was uh, this idea of abiding in the love of God. So returning to that first love and, and remaining there to abide. I do want to bring some people up to share uh, what you said specifically. So what I'll do is if I call you, you can just come up here. You don't know who you are right now. But you've already shared it with me, and so I think you're ready to go. All right, so that was our first one. Uh, first love. Number two, um, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe a month ago, uh, there was a teaching about prayer in this church, uh, and we all came up to the altar and prayed afterwards. There was a strong sense, again, from three or four home groups, that one of the things that God is calling us to as a church is to remain in prayer to remain in prayer, that we would be a people that are dependent upon God and that we express that in a cry to him to come and move in us as a people. Uh, Specifically, there was some prayer emphasis that the Lord is leading us in. Um, If you'll remember, and that teaching was out of Timothy and it was, there was specifically a call to pray for our authorities Uh, and to pray for government and to pray for two countries, Jerusalem or (laughs) Israel, and to pray for Ukraine. Uh, Mike Season articulated this morning that we have been called to continue to pray for this country. Uh, You know, it's really awesome to fast with an entire congregation uh, because the giftings and the cries that God puts in, in different people's hearts are things that you will miss and you need the prayers of other peoples around you. Uh, Rodney Johnson, who um, 
grew up on the mission field, uh, heard from the Lord that we need to continue in prayer uh, for the missions that this body supports. Uh, And so that would primarily be Mexico. Uh, But we have another one in Vietnam. Uh, We have a Rodney's family is in uh, the Dominican Republic. Um, And we have friends in Ukraine. And so uh, we've been called to continue to lift them up. That's number two. Um, The third one um, that we had uh, multiple people emphasize is unity and relationship. Kenton, would you come up? (laughs) Um, We had a couple of guys share about this at the leaders meeting this morning. Um, And there is a sense that God, uh, in order for him to do his work in us as a community, um, we need to be unified. And so Kenton shared some some things about that this morning, and I'd just like you to share those shortly, Um, briefly. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I'm remembering correctly what I shared, I was, oh yeah, I was sharing... um, just a sense of kind of disunity in the body and um, like a sense of kind of scatteredness, like we're all um, not mad at each other or anything, but just we're not like all together in team. Um, And the scripture that the Lord placed on my heart was out of Ephesians 4, um, and I don't have it memorized, but um, yeah, the... Being, from, um, yeah, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint, which with it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Yeah, so I just was thinking about all the, how all of us are parts of the body and we all need to be working um, according to our function. I think we really need to press into that and let God press us together, you know, as the body um, so that we can be built up together in love. Unity. Awesome. Um, Kurt shared about that too this morning, uh, that our lives need to be knit together. Uh, And this is, I think, another one of those um, kind of eternal values that we as a church are going to be pursuing as long as we exist. But I do think that there was a specific sense that there are things in this body uh, that are preventing us from walking in unity with one another. And the call is that we would uh, allow the Holy Spirit to obliterate those things. Anything that would cause us not to walk uh, in the work together. So just something to, to reflect on in your life and to to reflect on the lives of others, to call them up into that. Amen. That's number three, unity relationship. Number four, um, this is a big idea. So I, tr- I tried to like, it's hard to say in one sentence. So Matt Hellman, would you come up? But r- receiving the call to build the church. Um, this, is, um, this is another one that a lot of people kind of articulated uh, in a different way, um, but we're saying the same things. Uh, and this is maybe a generational call for 
the next generation of people in LCF to uh, receive the call uh, in their own hearts to be the ones that build the church. And, and Hellman shared just kind of on a relationship between Joshua and Moses, but could you kind of share your thoughts from this morning on yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so part of what I felt like I was hearing coming out of it was just the whole picture of Joshua uh, relationally with Moses getting ready to go into the land, uh, and then when they were in the land. Um, there is a generational truth um, in the Bible that there is a generation um, and we have such a generation that started this church that hears from God, that has vision from God and what his purposes are, and they walk in it boldly um, and completely. And a generation comes behind them, and that generation, like the generation after Joshua, they receive a mission that's already begun. Uh, the people had already come into the land. Joshua had taken much of the land, but the work was not finished. And that next generation had a choice if they were going to receive that mission wholeheartedly and complete the work, uh, which we know they did not, unfortunately, um, or if they're going to look around and say, you know, the vision that we've gotten, God has moved it this far, and it seems pretty good. We're comfortable in what we have. Are we going to stop and start to build our own lives and build our own homes and build our own vision instead of finishing what God has put our hands to? Um, so I feel like that's kind of where we are at as a church. Um, the generation that has started this has moved the ball down the court and been faithful to the call of God. And now it's coming to the place where the next generation is going to have to decide if they are going to rise up and push all of the enemies out of the land or if they're going to stop and be satisfied. So we have that spiritual decision before us as a generation, what we're going to do. Um, and so our call is to get before God, to not get distracted by all of the good things that we could now, when we've inherited vineyards and homes that we, or vineyards we didn't plant, homes that we didn't build, wells that we didn't dig, are we going to stop and be satisfied with those things and let them pull us away from the blessings of God? Or will we take those things and use them as part of the momentum to finish the work and to push out the enemies? and to bring the kingdom. Amen. Yeah. Um, Dan, Dan Eaton, could you come up and share your, your part to this? So Dan also, uh, I think things that he were hearing, was hearing were very similar to what Matt was, but more, maybe a little more practical as we move forward into the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, God just really confirmed for me uh, specifically our vision in studying Ephesians for the next like five months or 16 to 20 weeks. Um, just spending time, uh, just, well, I guess I would say back up real quick and say that that night, uh, that service we had where uh, Billy just really called, I guess the Lord through Billy really called us to be a church planning church. I think that's going to be a very significant night for a lot of us, especially us younger folks. And, um, I think that these these next the beginning of next year these 16 to 20 weeks Ephesians is just such a great foundation uh, for us to work with and to to just get to know God in the way He would have His body be built uh, with Christ as our head and so yeah that's I'm just really excited about that and really. Looking forward to it. just I just got it. I was just really excited. It was a great fast for me. I was just excited. So yeah. <laughs> great, Dan. 
and so I think a lot of this revolves around the next generation in this church really being captured uh, by the work of building the church and building community together and embracing um, those ideas and putting them into action uh, to see um, something happen. Um, Jake also had uh, a good word out of Second Timothy where it talks about the farmer and the soldier and the athlete. And you know that he says what he says about the soldier is that the soldier who is at war does not get involved in the civilian affairs that are going on around him. Uh, and the idea that I think really kind of dovetails into what Dan and Matt were saying is that, is that when we are all about, when we've picked up uh, the cause of building the church, uh, the world and the enticements of the world and wealth and building family and security and all of those things that could distract us uh, from building the kingdom of God, they fade away because of the glory and the majesty and the power of building the kingdom of God. And it also says all those things will be added to us when we're doing that. So that's cool too. Just to underline this, there were multiple people. There was, I would say, a general sense of excitement about what God wants to do in the church. in an unusual way. I think this church is always excited about what God is doing, but there, there were multiple people who had felt that over the last couple of years, the purpose and the vision of what God was doing in this church had dwindled and that they were having trouble having faith that God was good and that God was doing a good thing. Almost, it sounded like there might have been some paralysis in the church. But people's faith were built up over this fast. And there was not manufactured, but kind of a ground swelling of excitement about what God wants to do right now. And I wouldn't be saying this just to get you excited, but I'm only saying this is because that's a reality of what people are sensing in the spirit about what is going on right now, that there is something big uh, and important uh, and powerful about what God wants to do in the church. And here's the, here's the proof in the pudding. I'm not just saying this to get people excited. We didn't say this last year. <laughs> we didn't say that last year. We said we need to return to our first love. But this year, there, there is a sense that God wants to move to build his church this year. Would anyone say amen to that? I'm pretty excited about it myself. So number four, we'll just call it receiving the call to build the church. Number five, and this is our last one that we're just of the general ones. Um, God has called us to be a people of power. Um, I'll read this verse out of 2 Timothy 1. Uh, 
and it's um, verse 6 through 7. Multiple people referenced this verse to me. I think Joy was actually the first one that referenced this verse. But it says, um, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So uh, I think Jonathan and myself, Jonathan Coburn and myself are the ones that kind of spoke up about this this morning. Um, But I do think that there is generally a sense that God has really blessed us as a congregation uh, with a lot of resource. Um, Just there's, there's a sense that we have the things that we need. We have really good families. We have a lot of resource. uh, And God has been so good to us. Um, but that's not for us to expend on ourselves. There's a very specific person, I mean, specific purpose that God pours out his blessing on his people. Uh, and, and that is for them to walk in blessing to the nations around them. And so, um, I think there's a sense that God has called us to no longer walk in passiveness or fear or confusion with what he's given us. But there is a great call on every man and every woman to believe what God is saying here in Timothy, that he has put up by the Holy Spirit, he has poured out his power into us. And over this year, he wants the church to walk in that power the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in our midst Um, and to no longer be scared in the shadows, uh, no longer to be fearful about provision in our lives, but to step out in faith to see the power of God work for salvation uh, in this city. Um, And uh, yeah, so... The, the, the faith idea being coupled together with power, uh, we need to stir up our faith uh, as a congregation so that we can walk in the power of God. So that was Second Timothy 1, 6 through 7. So those are our five. I'll recap them. First love, prayer, unity relationship, receiving the call to build the church, and being a people of power and faith. Amen. Can you amen that? I'll mention three others or four others that were um, just individuals uh, shared these two, but I thought they were all super awesome and powerful. I would just say these ones I'm sharing now, there was not a multiplicity of people saying this. These other five were said by multiple people, which is confirming that God is speaking it. Uh, It doesn't necessarily make it more important than these others, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, study of the word of God. Dan Dan, uh, talked about the teaching that dad uh, gave a couple weeks ago where we are a church planning group and we need young men who can be pastors and leaders and we need women that can lead in this church and that requires us to get into the word of God. And so there was a strong sense, uh, you know, that, that 
individually, we need to be people who study the word, okay? Study the word. Another one that came up in our home group, uh, Misa brought this up, is that she went to um, Alexis's church. I'm looking for Alexis. There she is. She went to Alexis's church, which is a little different than our church. One of the ways it's different is, is Misa was just blown away by the way that they worship God, uh, just very expressively with joy uh, and thanksgiving, and she loved it. And during the fast, one of the things that stuck out to her is that God has called us to be a people who worship him all the time. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So one, studying the word. Second is we need to be a people that worship God all the time, maybe with a little bit more groove to our worship. <laughs> Can we, should we put, <laughs> no. No. Um, Victor's home group, I think corporately, uh, they really were caught up in the idea of the presence of God. Uh, and they were all so thankful during the fast to be in the presence of God, and there's no other place that they want to be. And so they, I think, part of the word that they received was that God wants us to be a group who never stray from just being in the presence of God. And then last one was... Um, one about our meeting times. When we come together, uh, and we spoke at length about this this morning at the men's meeting, but when we come together uh, in this room on Saturday nights together corporately to worship God, um, I, I think myself and maybe some of us at times, we, um, we don't want to overplay this meeting time. Because one of the things that we really believe is that relationship with God isn't confined to a meeting, but it's every day. Like, I meet with God when I'm at work. I meet with God when I'm with my family. Uh, relationship with God is not a formal meeting. However, uh, there is something very powerful and unique and precious about when the people of God come together to meet. And there's a powerful outpouring of the presence of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit when we come together as a group. And so that means some things. That means that when you come, then when we come together to worship him, there should be an expectation and there should be a preparedness to meet with God when we come together. And we can become casual uh, and unimpressed uh, when we come together. But there is a call that each person who is a significant piece of the body of, of Christ, when you come together, that you would be ready to meet with God. Uh, and that it would be a sacred meeting place uh, to be with the Lord when we come together. That's a lot of stuff, but that's good, isn't it? So those last, uh, last four are study of the word, worship, presence of God, and sacred meeting times. Amen? All right, uh, Jake, you want to come on up? Um, so that's where we're at. You want to? Yeah, that's what I was going to do.
Oh, we're gonna pray before we worship. Okay. Yeah, you guys can come on up. Um, I'd like to have five people who would lead in prayer. Uh, so if, if you would like to pray some of these things, go ahead and stand up and come on down and sit on the front. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll pray. And uh, then we're going to, I have an announcement, and then we're going to end with worship tonight. So if you'd like to pray about these things, come on down. I need five people. There's one, two, three. We need two more to keep, come and, and lead us in prayer. Four. And uh, any, any of you guys want to lead in prayer? All right, we need one more. We've got four. All right, come on down. All right, G give us one lady. We'll do six. Come on down. We need one lady that'll, that'll lead in prayer. Okay, come on down, Catherine. <laughs> All right, great. Okay, let's uh, join our hearts as these guys lead us in prayer. And uh, then after that, I'll finish up with an announcement. And then we're going to finish up with worship. Father, your word says that unless you build a house, we labor in vain. So, Lord God, as we go into this next year, God, we just pray, God, that whatever comes out of it would not be from us. But, Jesus, these things that we've received, God, we pray that they would be from you and that by your spirit you would bring them to pass, God. That you would put these vision deep in our heart, that we together would have one heart and one mind as a body. Uh, Lord, that the end of this would be love, that we would be built up in unity as you jointly and fitly compact us together into a body that continually builds up more and more into a body of love that is your bride, God, the church. And Lord, I pray specifically for this next generation, God, that we would not look for a new vision. God, you are not doing a new thing in the earth. You have been doing the same thing from the day of Christ until now. You are glorifying the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit that you have imparted in us that we would walk in power and in truth and light to those around us and that we would draw souls out of darkness back into your kingdom. So, Lord God, let us not look for any new thing, but let us press into you and to know you in the midst of that vision and to submit ourselves and to pick up our cross and to follow you and to count all things as loss for the supreme glory of the Father of all light. Amen. Father, you've told us in, in Timothy that, that we are to pray for those in power, for kings and, and governors and, and so many. Um, Father, uh, you've given us an amazing country. You've given us an amazing people and, and a place that, that we can worship you. And Father, this night we pray for so many. We ask that, that you would rend hearts, that you would change hearts, you change our hearts, that we would be the beginning of... Uh, just our, our, our love for you would just, would just grow and people would see it. And Father, that we would be a people that truly would understand and have in us the knowledge that we have the power in us that raised Jesus from the dead. Yes, Lord. That Father in heaven, hallelujah, that we know that is in us. And Father, we pray that we'd be faithful in that.
God, we thank you that you are a good father. We thank you for your word uh, to us to return to our first love. And that you're not willing to say, okay, that was good enough. <laughs> um, but you call us to yourself. Um, you're not satisfied with anything but our undivided love, um, all of our hearts. You're a jealous God. Father, where we have um, been disobedient to your call, um, we repent where we have not turned our hearts uh, steadfastly towards you, um, we repent. Come and fill our hearts. Um, you are our first love. We are here because you drew us to yourself. God, I pray that the words of abiding, um, of worship, of studying your word, of prayer, uh, God, that these would be core to our lives this year. Uh, and God, that we would never move on, uh, but that we would always remain uh, steadfast after you and after your heart. Uh, and Lord, I, I amen everything that's been said about the power of your spirit inside of us, um, that as we abide in you, um, as we receive your spirit, um, that we would move forward uh, in power uh, and participate with you in the work that you've called us to. Um, thank you. You're a good father. Lord God, we love you so much. Thank you for your word that opens up our uh, spirit and our heart to what is possible, um, what you want to do, what your character is, uh, the way that you love, the way that you um, pour out your blessing in the earth, God. And Lord, we know that in your word, when we look at the church, God, um, the way that it operated by your spirit in your holy scriptures, God, was full of power. That when you left, you poured out your holy spirit upon your church, God. And although it was small and earthly power, God, though it was uh, weak in uh, destitute, God, your power in your church did miraculous things in the earth, Father God. And Lord, so, Lord, I pray that you would use us as your people in the earth to see your power displayed, God. And we say that there are no boundaries, Father God. There are no limitations, God. Lord, that your the truth of your word as it's spoken by your people, God, is powerful to destroy the lies of the enemy, God. It is powerful to awaken dead souls, sleeping people, God, who've been deceived by the enemy, God. Your power in your people can speak what is going to happen in the future, Father God. Your, your, your power in your people can raise people from the dead, Father God. It can heal diseases. It can cast out demons, Father God. Uh, it can take broken people who have no hope, who are depressed, and it, it can uh, give them a hope that is not of themselves, but it comes from you, Father God. And so, Lord God, I pray for repentance in every heart in this room, God, that is walking in fear, Lord God. I, I pray for uh, people that are walking in apathy, Father God. 
I, I pray for people that are walking in pride, Lord God, and you would sweep all of that out, Father God, so that, that your people can walk in the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that no one could deny, uh, Lord, that you are at work in this church, God, for your glory, not for our excitement uh, or, or our uh, agenda, God, but that you would be magnified, Jesus. Father, we thank you for all that you've put in front of us. God, um, this church has been here for a few decades, Father God, and there's been so much work going into building your kingdom here, Father. And God, I pray that, um, God, that as we seek you over this next year, Father, especially as we go through Ephesians, um, God, that we would remember Colossians chapter 2 and chapter 3, where there in chapter 2 there were certain things that were in vain. They were not getting us where you want us to go, Father. And then there's chapter three where uh, we become more like the image of Christ. We become more mature in Christ, Father. And so I pray that the things like in chapter two that the Jews and the Gentiles would bring from their own cultures, Father, and their own assumptions, I pray that we would throw those aside in ourselves, Father God, that we'd throw our culture away, Father, and we would only keep that which is informed by you and your word. Um, and I pray that moving forward, we would own that like the generation after Joshua should have, Father. I pray that we would meet you in that, that we would take that mantle upon us, not because we're told to, Father God, but because we see the truth and we see you as our Savior and the only hope that we have for this country, for our church, God, for uh, the world in general, Father. Thank you. Well, we just say we love you so much. But more than that, you love us so much. And I just pray for our congregation that our hearts to be open to receive your love, Lord. We come to you with our first love, but it's really your first love that comes to us. And so we open up our hearts to receive you. And I just pray that wherever that has not happened in these days past us, that it would open up more and more and just huge and specific and practical ways, Father, that touch our hearts from the minute we wake up, in the middle of the day, as we come home, whatever's going on, Father, we're just so aware of how much love you have for us. And we pray also, Lord, that you would help us um, to present that to others, Lord, as it, you pour into us, we pour out, Lord. And I thank you for everything we've talked about tonight. I thank you that uh, you're doing new things. And I just ask for your Holy Spirit to be set free over us, Lord, that we'd be free to do everything that you want to do in us because you live in us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray for these days ahead that there would be power and there would be signs and there would be prayer and there would be um, the word of God opening up to every single person in the room, Lord, from small to old to young. Father, for each generation, for the older generation and for the younger generation, you would just release us to express that, Lord, and to bring it every week, Lord. And we thank you that you encourage us so much. We thank you that you're so patient with us. We thank you for your, your Holy Spirit that purifies us and allows us to lay aside old things and to become the new things. And Lord, we just pray tonight that you would seal all of this by your Holy Spirit. And Father, I, we do look forward and we thank you so much for your love. In Jesus' name. Thank you all for praying. I feel like I've been at church tonight. Uh, 
My family uh, has had the privilege of being together on some pretty amazing vacations. Uh, we got to go to Nicaragua as a family. We got to go to uh, out west as a family. Uh, Andrea, uh, when she joined the family, we went to Portland. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and it's really exciting and, and always leading up to a vacation. Uh, people would ask me, are you getting excited about the vacation? I would say no, because I didn't. It wasn't until maybe two or three days before the vacation that I quit working and I started thinking toward vacation. I've got that same two or three day excitement right now about where God's taken us. Uh, I was captured tonight with what was shared and I, I'm excited <laughs> about where God is taking us. I hope you are too. Are you excited about where God's taking us? Has it caught you? If it hasn't, there was another word that came that some of us have not really pressed into the first love uh, like, like we could have this year. And so we have arranged the end of the year to be this, a time for us to come and press into Jesus. We have some men of God that are going to come and they're going to pour their heart out. And uh, I think next week will be somewhat like the church you visited, Misa. Richard Gaines will be with us. And uh, so we are just going to press into Jesus. And, and I want to give you this caution. I know that there's a particular day uh, in this month that everybody looks toward when uh, we celebrate Jesus in the manger. But you know what? He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And don't get so focused on Christmas that you don't focus on the King of Kings. And so we are going to exalt Jesus for the rest of this year. In two weeks, Gary Johnson's going to be here, and he's going to talk about something that I think is, is significant for us in the next year. And it's being with Jesus on mission. One of the things we talked about this morning is you always hear this difference between you got to press in and know God. You got to go out and do the work. You've got to press in and know God as you do the work. And what Gary is going to share with us is simply Jesus received his mission and knew what it was. And then he guarded his mission, fulfilled his mission and gave his all for mission and in that giving his all for mission he met the father in a new and deeper way so i think that's really going to prepare us to be filled with jesus as we go out into mission next year so if you're going to be there sign up if you would like to eat we're going to have a meal uh, between the the conference and church and then at church that night we're going to talk about the return of jesus so uh, in two weeks, we're going to talk about the return of Jesus as well. So, yes, Jonathan, you're going to get an email, and you just do it right through that email. Uh, thanks to Victor, he's made this form where you can sign up, how many people are coming, and whether you want a meal or not. And it'll all count itself. Everybody say praise the Lord for Victor. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited about where we're going next year? Stand up. How many of you want to press in to know Jesus even more? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Keep it up and let's worship him. Hallelujah.
Amen.